Hello everyone and welcome to my place on the internet where I will be your host Peter aka the mutton chop guy where I have no idea how to open up these episodes so I'm gonna just try to dive right into my episodes immediately. Yep because I just really suck at doing this stuff sometimes. <laughs> this guy. Today we are going to the land of the rising sun to talk about a particular genre. As every episode on here is mostly going to be talking about this particular genre and bring you a wonderful story that is very unique within this particular genre of Geikomi. Why is it unique? Well, first of all, this is not a one-shot manga. It is a serialized manga, a rarity within this particular genre. And secondly, it has been officially translated into English. Shoot him. Shoot the baby teeth right out of his mouth. Yes, you can buy a officially translated into English bara manga today off of Amazon, people. Get over there and start buying it because we need more English translated stuff over here in the west of this genre. Calm down, get a hold of yourself. Today, I bring you the manga known as Ototo no Oto, or My Brother's Husband which is written and created by Gengoro Tekame, which was serialized in a seinen magazine of monthly action from 2014 to 2017, and then got published over here in the West by Pantheon Books. Thank you. I will also have to say that this particular story won several awards, not only in Japan, but over here in the West. And it also got a live action adaptation in a three episode TV series in Japan. And it couldn't get an anime adaptation. Why did it have to be live action? I just want my anime. It's free real estate. Our story begins with a prologue where we see our main protagonist, Yaishi, sitting next to his twin brother, Ryoshi, at their parents' funeral. It is remarked how Yaishi is being stoked while his brother is an emotional wreck. It's okay, Ryoshi. I'd cry too. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. We then fast forward to the modern day where we see Yaishi being a single father to his daughter Kana as she's getting ready for school. After Kana leaves for school, Yaishi had his daily routine interrupted by the arrival of Mike Flanagan, a Canadian who has a relation with Yaishi. Hey, Una Tuna, you like big daddy bears? This is a big daddy bear. Literally. Damn, boy, he's sick! Just wanted to say hi and I like your content. Love you! Wait a minute! Who are you? A few moments later. What is the relation? Mike is the widower husband to Yaishi's twin brother, who we find out passed away only a month ago. And Mike came to Japan in order to gain a connection with his late husband's family and culture as a promise to him. <laughs> We then follow Yaishi as he confronts with the reality of his late twin brother's life, coming to terms with his ignorance of the LGBT plus community, and his closure with his past. What follows is a harrowing story of social commentary when it comes to the LGBT plus community in society, how society treats them, and how different cultures handle these topics. Yes, yes, yes! We see how people's perceptions are changed with examining it through the lens of another person. One of the most important things that this story does so well is how it carries what I call my storytelling ethos. 
what does this story tell you about yourself, the people around you, and the world that you inhabit? Good thing I brought my vape. Okay, we are now going to get into the spoilers zone. So if you want to avoid it like the plague, go to this beautiful, pretty color timestamp here. Oh, thanks, man. Okay, we are going to talk about the characters and their part in the story. Let's start talking about Kana first. And how much I freaking love her. Ooh, that's a good one. Her innocence in the story really helped to show the absurdity about people's negative stance on the LGBT plus community really is. It really goes to show how even children can understand something that makes adults cringe just by the thought of it. Uh-huh, I heard that. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. I love Kana during the whole experience of this story because she was just so much fun to read. Also, can we just say that it was just adorable to see Kana cry over Romeo and Juliet? I mean, I know it's bad to laugh at someone crying, but when Yashi learns what is upsetting her, he has the same response as I did. And he even helped her understand the themes of the story on their way back home from the park. <laughs> Kana is the best girl ever, just because she makes you really see how absurd it is for people to get upset about someone's sexuality. <laughs> it's funny cause it's true. Now, let's talk about Mike and where people stand with him in the story. Yes, I have heard and read many different people's opinions on Mike and how he's handled, but I like what he brings to the table in the story. Five minutes later. Many people didn't like that Mike wasn't the main focus of the story, or that he didn't get enough time in the story if it's a story about a gay guy. However, this is where people are losing sight of what the story is really about. Yes. It's about the LGBT plus community, but it isn't the focus of the story. Wait, what? The focus of the story is about a straight guy finding closure about his gay twin brother's death, while also learning about himself and his understanding of what a family is. Mike's part in the story is to fulfill what he promised to his late husband, and does so without much conflict on his end because his arc is fulfilling to itself just by following through with his promise. Oh, I see. Yeah. This is used to help understand Yaishi's point of view and how it changes over the course of the story. One major scene that rocked me to the core was the scene with Mike talking to Tomo's brother on the porch. This scene was so beautiful because it demonstrates how so much can be conveyed without having a single word uttered. And the imagery tells all. It's beautiful. One other major thing I want to talk about is Mike's interaction with Ryoshi's old high school friend. This scene is so important to me because as somebody who identifies as a bisexual, it's the author asking the questions about people who choose to stay closeted about their sexuality. I made this for you! This was so powerful to me because I never thought to ask these kinds of questions when it came to people I know who are still closeted and regret not ever having the opportunity to ask them these questions. If you added more apologies... Like a montage of them? We're sorry. Also, I just want to say, I was in the same boat as Mike when he thought that Kana's mom was dead and then she shows up. Yeah, that was a major surprise 
and I just wanted to state how good that was because it completely caught me off guard and I really liked how well it caught me off guard. Hey, that's pretty good. And finally, Yashi. This is where I really, really enjoyed the story because it's a story dealing with the LGBT plus community and their tribulations through the lens of a heterosexual. What? Oh. This tactic works so well for me because this allows straight people to implant themselves into Yaishi's shoes and examine themselves about how they know or understand another way of life. Well, why are you pulling me? I'm right! Yaishi being the protagonist really does wonders for people who may never really consider the societal views on sexuality and how I feel that it's important for people to do so. Just so I can tie it back to Mike, the focus on Yaishi as the protagonist is because Yaishi is the one with the character arc. Yaishi starts out being rather conformed to the ideals of the society he resides in, and with Mike showing up in his life, he's now confronted with the reality of something he really didn't know was the truth. What? That is crazy! As Yaishi helps Mike fulfill his promise, he gains closure about his late brother that he never noticed was a problem and that it ties into the whole narrative that aligns with my ethos. It's one of my favorite parts about this story when we see Yaishi's arc come full circle when he stands up to the teacher over Ikana's action and when he finally mourns over the death of his parents in Ryoshi. This was so satisfying because this was all entwined with the prologue. Wow, that was amazing. The themes within the story is one that I wish we had more material on, and that it was more easily accessible for people who want to find or even need to find. I love how the theme of homophobia is immediately getting destroyed at the beginning of the story because of how genuine and organic the progression is here. And I know that's not enough, so... And so on. The scene with Yaishi in the bathroom ha and having a conversation with his reflection shows you what kind of story we're getting. This is also examined by how different cultures handle the discrimination of the LGBT plus community, with Japan having a more silent conservative approach to the matter, as opposed to the West's more, um, vocal opinion about LGBT plus themes. <laughs> Then the theme of family is one of the more crucial parts of the story as it ties everything that has been going on in this story together. The part where Yaishi and company go to the onsen is where the author shows us how one defines a family. And lastly, the theme of our greatest revelations come from the most unlikely of places, or even people, is peppered throughout the entire story. That was cute. I liked that. I liked that a lot. These themes are explored and then placed on a podium so that the audience are now given the opportunity to examine these themes within themselves, the people around them, and the world that they inhabit. Much, much, much later. Yes, barley time over. Okay, as you guys can clearly see, yes, this is another story that I am really, really high up on. Because of course I am. It's Bara Manga and I want to bring more attention to it. We know, we know, we know. <laughs> so why is this story so important for people to pay attention to? Well, first of all, it allows straight people to really actually relate to a character that, you know, mo maybe most LGBT stories don't allow to have. You know, I'm not saying that that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that 
maybe there's just not enough LGBT themed stories that are put in the position of a straight person as the protagonist and having them confront the themes and tribulations of the community. And I felt like this story did it, you know? And I felt like that's really important to have. This really also just opens the doors to discussions about the LGBT community and their biggest struggles right now, you know, and a lot of the issues that they are being, you know, they're having to address. And I really like how this really shows you that, you know, reality is never what it seems on the surface, as society wants you to believe, you know, and this is something I've been, you know, slowly over my course of time really understanding my own sexuality and the community that I am a part of. Uh, yeah, society really likes to control people by placing this rose-tinted lens over everything and making things look so happy when there's actually a darker reality to it that we can fix if we stop trying to bury it. How are you guys planning on beating that? Together. We'll lose. And we'll do that together too. In summary, My Brother's Husband is a paramount piece of literature that really helped bring visibility to Geiko Mi and showing how valuable these kinds of stories are to the general audience. Yeah! As we see more and more leniency on LGBT themed material, the better the opportunity for people of all backgrounds to find this kind of material so they too can experience something that makes them feel less alone and isolated. It is also important for people who aren't part of the LGBT plus community to give this story a read because it's told from their point of view, which does help allow empathy to flourish. Three days later. So yes, that is pretty much everything I have to say about my brother's husband. Clearly, this is a very very big piece of work and I certainly hope that everybody gives this a very very strong chance and I mean give it the due diligence of reading it all the way through. One of my biggest gripes about people who want to criticize any piece of material whether it's art or not is that they don't give the entire piece of work due diligence of it if that makes any sense. Whatever you say stone cold Steve Austin. I don't know why I just said that. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but gotta stand by it. So, yes, I certainly hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. Uh, this was one of my more fun uh, experiments of, you know, reading a script, which, yes, if you noticed from episode four, yes, that was scripted and I've been working on it. I certainly hope you guys have been enjoying my progression of reading scripted stuff because I did promise myself that I would try to that a little bit more and not get so deterred from it. Keep it up guys, you're doing great! So yes, I certainly hope you guys enjoy what I had to say about this story. If you want to recommend me any stories that have the Bara or Gay Komi tag or the Men's Love tag, which somebody did bring up to me in a previous episode, yes, Men's Love does count in that category because that's another term that us Westerners also kind of use a lot here too. So yes, Bara, Gay Komi, or Men's Love. You have those you have those tags. Those are the ones that I'm looking for. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. Come on, come on, we gotta go! So thank you to everybody who's watched my channel so far. Thank you to everybody who subscribed. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe for the love of God. I, I just want 
you know more people to talk about this particular genre and i want to bring more visibility to it so please do not hesitate to do so should we bail works for me wait in my next episode the thing that i will be reviewing will be this particular mobile game and yes we're going to be reviewing this particular game because we need to be showing a lot more support to it because this is something that is going to show the japanese market that there is a market for this type of material and that they need to invest in it yes 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 yeah okay sorry i don't know why i flew off the handle like that but you need to understand how important this is to me many months later but yes, that's pretty much all I have to say. And please, once again, follow me on my social media link down below. I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Please recommend any stories with the bar, gate, Komi, or men's love tag on it. And I'll see you guys in my next episode. Goodbye.